Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. bit more of the lads from Thornley. They're played out at the Thornley Tavern. I think October 1st, the lads. I think they've sold it out. No surprises there. That's the Southern River Band, Shelter Footycast, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. How are you, mate? Uh, Scully, good to be with you. I'm not sure they'll get an invite uh, to London for Monday. I reckon it might be a bit too heavy for the, the proceedings <laughs> over there, but uh, that is just everywhere, isn't it? Um, wall-to-wall coverage. Um, our respect is uh, is high, but yes. tell you what, um, we're just about... Uh, I'm just about done with the coverage. I am at the You're moment. You're about cooked, aren't you? are about cooked. No, no, and I totally respect and, and love yes. the, the admiration... That everyone's got for um, the late Queen, but gee whiz, it's been it's been full it's on, a, isn't it? It's uh, it's it's like slated, yes. like t- ten days of rolling coverage. No yeah. one, else, like over in London, they don't have anything going on. No, no. They, the Shelter Footy Cast would be shut down over there. Yeah, no, and um, well, we're doing just about the same next week, Thursday, public holiday. Most kids have got school on the Friday. Do you it's get that one off? You get the Thursday off? Well, I'm flying to Melbourne, thankfully, so hopefully the planes are still up in the air. Okay, we'll see if we can give it off at the Shelter Footy Cast. We do a, a bit of a preview and review every week, Monday and Thursday. You know what you're here for, West Australia theme, Freo and West Coast both out, but there's starting to be some trade permutations that we'll get through a little bit. You like that word, Skate? I do. It's very good. It's very good from me. Socials at Shelter Footycast. You can follow us there. You can follow us on Backchat. You can follow uh, Shelter as well. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. If you want to send through something for us to chat about on the show, you can watch us on YouTube. Listen to us as a podcast, wherever you do that. Shelter, born and brewed in Bustleton. Let's get into the big moments of the round, Skate. Um, there's been a, a fair bit going on. Earlier in the week, we spoke about Jared Berry. Would he get, would he get on? Would he get off? Getting on's not a thing, but would he get off? <laughs> Berry was successfully overturned. He uh, he got it done in the tribunal in a fairly long sitting. You're not you're not surprised? No, nah, self defence as uh, <laughs> as they argued. And look, I I don't know. Maybe he was in the wrong. Maybe he, his fingers did go close. But he was in a vulnerable position. He was on his back. He was pushing a bloke away to lose a, a player for a prelim final of that quality. Tell you what, I've been in cases. I've been to tribunal hearings in Melbourne. This is going back to the early 90s. There was a prelim final where Gary Ablett was uh, charged with striking, I think it was, yeah. in a prelim final. And the Eagles were the next opponents in the GF. I think it was 94 from memory. Wow. Um, so we've... Uh, Big pack of, of media go to the tribunal. You could sit there and listen to the evidence. It was like 50, you know, all the journalists in Melbourne can imagine that. This yeah. is back in the day. I think it was Neil Busy, the tribunal chairman, said, Mr. Ablett, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Mr. Martin, he might have been alleged to have hit from North Melbourne. Um, did he hit you, Mr. Martin? Uh, no, he didn't, uh, Mr. Busy. Uh, Mr. Ablett, did you hit Mr. Martin? Uh, no, I didn't. And then the vision comes up and he's given that one. <laughs> he smacked him in the oh, mouth. They go, he didn't hit you? Okay, uh, you're free to play in the grand final. <laughs> it just, that was the way it worked, I'm telling you. And it's happened with the Barry Hall going back to 05 um, when he got off behind the play That's when he, right. he, he tummy punched Trent Cochin. Trent Cochin. Trent yeah. Cochin in a prelim before the, um, against GWS. Uh, I'm sure, I'm yeah, sure yeah. he got, did yes. something to shield. Yep, before they played again in the grand final. Yep, I don't mind it to be honest. Yep. I don't mind the rule book not being thrown out the window. Yeah, but put it this way: everyone going back to '94, I think it was everyone wanted Gary Ablett yeah. Senior. Even 
people from Perth wanted him to play because it just added that extra yeah. dimension. I've so got no problem with it. Yeah. As, as long as Unless it's, it's not, not a Barry Hall, yeah, Brent Staker, you, yeah. you go, well, play yeah, come on. Which, which, which blends to the fact we won't get into it. It should be like that all the time. Like, if, unless it's a big incident, all this tribunal bullshit that goes on skate, I don't love it. But that's okay. I know you're going to come back at me. We've got to keep moving. We're going to move through this show. We've got a bit to get through. Uh, Luke Jackson uh, has officially requested a trade. Not to Fremantle, I might add. There's been a lot of players coming out saying, I'm going to Port Adelaide. I'm going to Richmond. I'm going to North Melbourne. He's coming home to Western Australia. Is that a play by his management to keep options open and have a bit of a bidding war? Or is West Coast genuinely interested? Because it has been a lot of Fremantle talk about where he's going. I think West Coast is genuinely interested, but it's just smart, logical uh, step by his management to come home and just see where it plays out for the next couple of weeks. And it might be a case of West Coast runs up the price of Fremantle a little bit more. I, look, I, I'm pretty confident that he'll end up at Fremantle, given the negotiations that have taken place. West Coast will have a better hand than Fremantle. True. So that they'll get something in return for Rioli if that deal gets done, whether that's a late first round, early second round. They've already got pick two. Yeah, they're not giving up pick two. No, but because they have pick two... They've got another pick in the first I round. I think it's 13 off the top of my head. Mate, they've got they've got the hand to get it done, whereas Fremantle doesn't. So that'll make it interesting. Yeah, but by the same token, I think West Coast have indicated all season that they want to go back to the draft, hit it hard, and when you've got pick two and pick 13, for instance, um, you're going to be able to get some quality young players. That's not to say that Luke Jackson's not, but... That's it, he is. That, but at that price... if you, Are you going to go on... So just for instance, yeah. sake, are you going to go and draft a Ruckman at two or 13... Don't know if there's someone available there. And you're three years behind where Luke Jackson already is. Yeah, I've got a different... I look at the Ruckman now that are making an impact around the competition. I'm not sure I'd be I'd be recruiting, drafting at a, at a high end, like five, six or in the top top first round, a young Ruckman. No. And that's, that's no knock on a young talent. But you yeah. think of the Ruckman that have done the job over the last four or five years. I mean, Tom Hickey this year, yeah. recycle Ruckman. Um, My premiership, mate. It was, yeah. it was Vardy and Lysa. Exactly. Took, yeah, took but makes it Gr- Ruffman. Yep. Um, Darcy Cameron's gone from Sydney to Collingwood doing a fine job. Grundy's obviously injured. So I, I also I don't know what Luke Jackson is. I no. don't know if he's a ruck he's a hybrid. Yeah, he's, he's a, a hybrid. Yeah. How, how good's that word? He's a hybrid. Yeah. He's, he's everything and nothing at the same time. There's a suggestion that he might actually go when he goes to Fremantle. Yeah. If you go, it, Sean Darcy in the ruck, and he's inside the centre square with him. Well, remember they used to do that with Natanui at West Coast. They used to play him as a ruck rover, and then the ruckman would spit forward. He would go into the ruck. That was a set play we used to use. So, mm. and Nick Natanui's no Luke Jackson around the ground. He was more of a powerhouse. Um, clearance beast. Yeah, like Cox used to ruck and Natanui used to be in there. Imagine lining up on Nick Natanui in the middle. Um, keep moving. Uh, what do you think about James Hurd interviewing for the Essendon job? Because that's official now. That's out. He has done that. I've confirmed that um, uh, single-handedly as well, whatever word you use there. What do you think about that? James Hurd interviewing for Essendon. I think the reason he is going through that process is because he thinks he's, well, he knows he's a an absolute genuine chance to get the job. Lay down Maz- No, I would say lay down Mazair, but... Why would he put himself through this? Given the fact that there's a bit of controversy with him going back, if he does go back, why would he not? If it's oh, it's going to be too hard. You're only fifty-fifty. You're only you know you have a slim percentage chance. Why would you put yourself through that unless the club has indicated, mate, you're a real chance? That, does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. Um, I hadn't actually thought of it that way until you brought that up. 
and I think he could be spot on. Why, why would he? He's a, he's got a good job at GWS. From all reports, he's happy at GWS. Why would you go and put your hat into the ring? Just oh, I hope hopefully I'll get Essendon job. It's not a random club. It's the club he was. He's not a random player. Walked out of the club mm. um, unceremoniously, effectively, and there's going to be a big deal if he does get that job. So. It's an amazing story because yeah. if you were to say to me but yeah. about five years ago, oh, James Hurd will come back. Yeah, but even when this yeah. or the supplement thing was just sort of still bubbling, oh, James Hurd will come back and coach this club. Zero I would chance. say you are off your nut. <laughs> You've heard <laughs> it here you first. Heard, you haven't heard that term, off your nut? Yeah, it's a good one. I like it. Very good. <laughs> I love it. It's absolutely beautiful. Off your nut. There you go. Uh, James Hurd, is he off his nut? Who knows? We'll get to it a little bit later on. West Coast and Freo update. We still can update both the sides because there is still a fair bit going on. Uh, we'll start with West Coast. Willie Rioli is... Junior Rioli has uh, officially uh, uh, requested a trade to Port Adelaide. Um, I'm going to get into this at the back end of the show about players requesting teams and you know if it's right or wrong. Or um, uh, your thoughts on the, uh, on the whole Junior Rioli leaving the footy club? West Coast have come out and said they're extremely disappointed. They put a press release out, which is a bit um, not unusual. Many, not many clubs do that. And easy to Trevor Nisbet to come out and be quoted. Yep. Uh, I can actually, I get a feeling I'm repeating what you said a little while ago, I can actually see both sides of the story to some degree because yeah. of the, A, also because of the market. We're in 2022 where players are, are showing a lot more independence and, and ability to, to want to get out and, and make their own deals in terms of set their own path for future. And the one club motto's not quite dead, but it's it's, no, it's pretty much dead. on the wane, absolutely. So with Junior Rioli's case, I can understand the frustration of the Eagles, absolutely, with what they did for him during his uh, absence from on-field with the, the drug-imposed sanction and the, the QC and the, the moral support, the financial support that they gave him. I, I get all that. Interesting, Ross Lyon was quite critical of, of West Coast coming out and giving him a clip. But I think Trevor Nisbet, the club... And players like yourself still love Junior. I think there's, in part, this is also to try and make sure that Port Adelaide realise there's a there's what a I, there's I, a value, there's a real value about this player that that we didn't necessarily want to lose. But when we can like it, this is a little bit of posturing in my mind. Hundred percent. Well. I mean, media releases don't just get put into the into the world accidentally. Everything that ever comes out of club land, whether it be West Coast or Freo or anyone else. They sit around in a room saying, what do we want to get out of this? Absolutely. They don't go, oh, we're just going to offer our unfiltered opinion and hopefully that hits somewhere. West Coast would have sat down and said, how do we get the most out of this situation? Junior is leaving. Let's let's create the shits. Seriously. Yep. Yep. Because um, whether they do or don't, or that's actually how they feel, it doesn't really matter. The public perception, build up some pressure. And Port Adelaide sees that and goes, uh-oh. Get a, bit, get a bigger deal. Yep, exactly right. yeah, so, so. And look, personally, I think... Uh, what is he, 27 years of age. I am not 100% certain that um, the Eagles can't have a really good result out of this somehow through, through a trade. And, and Willie, he came back. Did he play as good a footy as, as what in you, back in your day? No, he hasn't, no. hasn't. So that's, that's there. Will he get back to that stage? Pardon the pun. He can. Possibly. Yep. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, oh, you know, there's... there's there's opportunities, let's say that. I imagine there's opportunities for the Eagles to have at least have a win out of this in some respect. I'll sound off on this just exclusively for the Shelter Footy cast. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't discount the North Melbourne Kangaroos in the Junior Rioli trade. I understand that Port Adelaide's been touted. I'll just say it now, and I won't say it again. Don't discount North Melbourne in this scenario. So hang on, the Junior could end up at North Melbourne, or that they will be part of a trade. No. 
Junior could end up at North Melbourne. I wouldn't say Port Adelaide's the only club interested in this. Is there a Clarko element to that, or is it well, why Melbourne then? Because I thought it was family. I thought it was being closer to no. Yeah, I, I don't know how much family. It's a financial thing, yeah, from what I, 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 I that's from what I, I understand. Mm. Which I've got no Fair problem enough, whatsoever. Yeah. Um, every player in the land, when you're dealing with a contract or trades or anything, you use everything, every piece of leverage. So, mm. I was from Melbourne, played at West Coast. If contracts came up, I suddenly became a bit more homesick. That, that was a that was a fact. Mm. And every player in why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you say, "Oh, gee, I'm missing home a bit more." Might want to chuck a. It certainly wasn't another zero. No, on but another number. Yeah, some sort of decimal point somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of cents here and there. But every that, that's what you do. It's a bargaining. It is a business. It doesn't matter what's happened. It doesn't matter that West Coast have put. Uh, yes, they should be disappointed. It, but it doesn't matter because right now you're dealing with a contract and a business and. That's all it is. And West Coast will move on very quickly from this. They won't sit around twiddling their thumbs worrying about it. So, anyway, just don't discount North Melbourne. You've heard it here first. Uh, Logue and Lobb, let's get into Frio. Logue, Lobb, Akers, Liam Henry as well. Um, Lloyd Meek, the fifth guy, all apparently looking elsewhere. There's been some um, clubs put around. So, Lobb has apparently um, requested Western Bulldogs. Logue apparently with North Melbourne. Akers apparently with Carlton. Uh, Lloyd Meek has been rumoured with West Coast and anyone else who needs a Ruckman. Fremantle are moving a fair bit going on. The one I did want to ask you about was Fremantle, Fremantle are rumoured to be holding Lobb to his contract if Logue leaves. Yes, and interesting that Colin Young has both <laughs> players in his stable. Um, but let's also... Don't just, don't just put the, the Rioli scenario aside and, and leave the Lobb situation, for instance, again, saying he's, a, he's got a year of his contract to run, as mm. Peter Bell did last year, um, and he's doing it again this year. He will play hard ball. He's, you know, I think if as he can he get, ab- as he absolutely should. Now, what, the, the media reports, some journalists have come out and said, they're going to play hard ball. Well, of course they are. He's got a year <laughs> to run his contract. Oh, no, off you go, Rory. I mean, seriously, it is a, it's yeah. it's a no-brainer that they're not going to just lay down Mazzea say, there you go, take him. It's all part of, again, the posturing of trying to get the best possible deal. And Belly has done that all the way through. I mean, going back to the Jesse Hogan uh, trade, which... Obviously didn't didn't turn out yeah. spectacularly well, but no, Billy's done a pretty good job, and he's played a been a hard ass during during that period. Just for some insight from a player's point of view, not that I've been in this position, but one of my best mates has um, contract a year to go on the contract, uh, isn't getting opportunities, wants to leave, doesn't get the deal done right. So you, you go through a trade period and you're trying to leave, but doesn't, and you've got to come back to the club. People would think, oh, gee, that's an awkward position. I'll tell you right now. Get on with it. It's not. Players couldn't care less, honestly. Like, players aren't sitting around the off-season going, oh, geez, you know, Rory Lobb's a dog for trying to leave us. They understand. Everyone understands it's a business. And if he doesn't get the job done and he comes back, they'll be happy. They'll be like, oh, we've got a good player still at our club. Well, there's a couple of examples. I mean, show show me the money on Stan. The Bobby Hill situation last year. He was desperate to get out of the Giants and go to Essendon or Collingwood. Didn't happen. Um, Now, did he come back and play great footy? I mean... Well, well, Rory Lobb was one. Rory Lobb was his best year. Uh, Tom Tom Papley was desperate to get away from Sydney. He could play in a grand final. Well, he will play in a grand final if they win this weekend. Yes. So, yeah, I think you're 100% right with um, the perception of the supporters go, oh, how could you walk back into the club? Here's another one. Um, Josh Dunkley, who has tried to get out of the Western Bulldogs for (laughs) about two years now. (laughs) Feels like about five. Yes. Is he going to go to Brisbane? Is he going to go to uh, Adelaide? He continues to play good footy. Yeah. And, And players on his team... Look, they'd be disappointed that he's not going to be there for 10 years, but that you just 
How's a player? You live in the moment. You're in the moment. All right, premiership year this year. We've got Josh Dunkley on our team. We've got Tom Papley on our team. Which is very mature, which is what NRL teams do, which is what soccer sides do. They don't sort of think, oh, in 12 months, Will Schofield's not playing with us, so let's burn him. Let's get the best out of him while yeah. we've got him. It's a, our mentality is changing in the AFL, which is probably, I think it's not going back the other way. It's, it's moving forward. Shelter footy cast here with Will Schofield, Mark Reddings. Let's get into the rest of the round. There's only two games to go. Prelim final weekend. I'm excited, actually. It's come up very quickly. I don't know how we've got here, to be honest. I can't believe it's Brownlow on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. but, but Bowie, uh, Simon Bowman, who, who thought it was about a month ago, he's he, he's got his bow, tux, uh, bow suit on, uh, bow tie on. <laughs> bow tie on for Bowie. Can you tell me who's going to win? We probably should do a little bit of Brownlow medal uh, prediction here because we won't have a no. show. We haven't written this in the run sheet. But I've written you, it down. And I, if I had a pen, I'd give it the Prince Charles of... Um, I reckon... <laughs> you did not see that. Did you see it? Yeah, you got really pissed. <laughs> you didn't see it because you... you know, I don't watch the, the Queen's coverage. No, I don't watch it either, but it's well, on... It's, like it's, it's, uh, what they call it? it's gone viral. Oh, social media. Tell me you saw it. I heard about it. Yeah, my daughter told me. But I didn't know about it. I didn't know anyway. He was trying to write something and the pen didn't work and he said, oh, this pen for F's sake. And um, That's classic. Uh, no, Brown it's done. It's I would have thought it's just about done, isn't it? I mean, Lockie Neal. Oh, really? He just wins. Oh, I, I think he just wins. Wow, that's you, incredible. Oh, a two-time, two-time Brownlow medalists. And the numbers. Now, I, I don't, I've done a lot of different stuff in the last month or so, but the numbers that he has racked up this year, you might have even said this to me, um, far exceed even what he did in his Brownlow year. So no, It wasn't me, but that doesn't surprise me. He's, he's, had a, a, he's been extraordinary. And he's played for a good side. They've won matches. Not many guys taking votes well, yeah, off Who him. takes votes off him? Uh, you know, um, like Lions did in the past, but hasn't been a factor this year. Uh, forwards, sometimes if they kick a big bag, we'll take three votes. But And then backmen don't get votes. So yeah. it's a very good point. You still, oh, he said a bit salty the way he said that bit, the backmen don't get votes. Well, You're right, though. A little bit salty. Yeah. Full salt, mate. Well, would you have got, seriously, how many Brownlow votes would you have got if they just, the umpires gave it on merit? Um, oh, like, if some of, the, <coughs> some of the blokes I was able to shut down if you if that was vote getting, which wouldn't, as if they would ever get votes, like I would have got multiple, more than one anyway. Put it that way. <laughs> I'm glad you smuffed. I got, I got one in my whole career. You know, yeah, that, right? but, yeah but I'm just I would have got more than one. Yeah, I was thinking about saying multiple. No, but if, best if you time. go, if you go, if you go and shut down a player that's, that's a Coleman medalist and they kick zero goals, which I did numerous times in my career, that's that's for a team that helps you win more. But more because than, a mid gets thirty and kicks yeah, three, then correct, exactly right. Mm. It's rigged. Uh, anyway, Lockie Neil for me and you. Well, I'd like to say Annie Brace will go well. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. So I, I don't think many people take votes off Andy Brayshaw. And, and he, early on in the year, he'll be right right up there. On the bend as they turn yeah. for home, yeah. he's going to be, you know, as they but say. But Lockie Neal finishes well, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll pick Andy Brayshaw, and you're picking Lockie Neal. Yeah, it's funny because Lockie Neal could have been the Dockers this year oh, that's as well. Right. Um, that's right. Never happened, but there you go. Yeah, very good. Okay, let's get into the games. Geelong v Brisbane, talking about Lockie Neal. Friday night, September uh, the 16th, 5.50pm. That's MCG. tomorrow night. Yeah. That is tomorrow night, Friday. <laughs> I was just trying to figure that out. The first, I don't know why I'm reading the date out. <laughs> well, it's very important here. Um, favourites feed the underdogs this one. Probably, um, you know, Brisbane the least uh, informed. No, sorry, not informed. They're the least favourite of the four to win the grand final. Uh, why? Uh, because they've come from outside the four? Is that why? Um, yeah, they're playing good footy. That. They're playing, well, they played really well against... Richmond and the Melbourne win was terrific. I think because their form at the MCG has been suspect, been question marks obviously over their ability to to, to match the best sides. They get players back though. They get they two 
like tall players, you, you need your tall players playing well to win finals. Yeah, you, and you talking really about Joe do. Danaher. Joe Danaher and Oscar McInerney. Yeah. Like, Oscar McInerney was, was just in the group below all Australian ruckmen. So Jared Witts, Gorn, uh, Dar- he was probably in the same line as Darcy McInerney for the year. So they get two extremely good players back into their side that played against defending Premiers Melbourne. Everyone wants to write Melbourne off because they don't defend the Premiership, but they're a bloody good side. And Brisbane go into Melbourne and beat them. Mm. So I wouldn't be writing Brisbane off at this. Darcy Fort will be stiff, but he'll probably miss out. Given oh, that is one of the stiffer. He was yeah. close to their best three players. But he can't play. If you bring McInerney back and Danaher back, no. it leaves you with Kipwood and yeah. McStay. There's just possibly a bit tall. But history says this year, round four, Brisbane got close to Geelong, losing by 10 points. That was a tight game, yeah. So, um, But yeah, the, the numbers say Geelong wins for, for the rest the, I mean, all the, their form this year suggests they are going to win on Friday night, but... What about this? Uh, Brisbane haven't beaten the Cats in Victoria since 2004. Wow. A premiership year, 2004? No. No. They made the grand final and lost to Port Adelaide 2004. Uh, Port Adelaide won the yep. flag, yes. Yep. But Brisbane were going for four in a row. Yes, exactly. So they haven't won in Victoria against Geelong since then. That's right. not a great stat for them. That's uh, 18 years all ago. All those matches, though, have been at uh, the old Cattery. Right, so and that, no one wins. Never played at the G. Yeah, it'll be interesting because you know Geelong's Geelong's had the the, the pre finals buy. They've won the qualifying final against. They haven't played much footy ever. They? They've had another buy. They have not been good off buys ever. I don't think ever in the history of the club, but certainly um, in years gone by, qualifying finals they haven't been able to get that done. So they win on the you know last two weeks ago against Collingwood. I really do think that it's not a coincidence that after buys and after finals buys, that Geelong, there must be something that goes on. Uh, I doubt it's routine and physical. I, I would say it's mental, something with the preparation, whether too relaxed, uh, now too stringent, too stressed about it, whatever it is. It's happened too many times for it to just be fanciful and, you know, just by chance. So... That's one thing that weighs in Brisbane's favour, I think. Yeah. I mean, you think round 23, Geelong had a bit of a training run against the Eagles. Luckily for them, the qualifying final was essentially it was a grand final rehearsal. That yeah. was just as, as as quick a game, as good a game as you'll ever see in a final. So that will give them the preparation they need. And you're right, the buy, the numbers and the history doesn't stack up well. But what, what about your man, Lockie Neal? So he's going to win the Brownlow, lay down Mazzara apparently, and I've said that twice this podcast, I know. Um, you ever play 500, lay, lay down Mazzara? M- Mazzara? No, yeah, no. Great card game. Yeah? I, I, th- I thought you'd be all over. No, I don't, I'm not big on casinos. I just punt on everything No, else. not a casino, not a casino. You play 500, saying, social that, card game. You can't play, play at, the, at, the, at the cash? No, is that, so, so is that why you don't know? I've got no <laughs> idea. No, no I'm, I'm not a big casino man, but I love uh, Spring Carnival, I love and obviously betting on... AFL, NRL, NFL, AFL NBA. <laughs> we'll, keep, we'll keep going. Yeah, that's why you stay out of the casinos. Um, do they tag Neil, your man Neil? Do they tag him? And who do they tag him with? So do you think he gets tagged? Geelong aren't the side that tags No, they, they don't. They seem a little bit arrogant in that regard. They don't. But I don't know why. I mean, if, if you can shut down a player or nullify a player and you've got someone who can do that, maybe win a bit of his own footy as well, I don't see why you why you completely... Reject that. Um, but you're right. There's no one. I'm trying to think of who who might. Um, Atkins isn't that sort of player. Is he that might? No, but they have. I mean, he was sort of the player that came in around mid season that really uh, put Geelong from a good team to the best team in the league. They they put some role players into the midfield, which being from Geelong, got a lot of friends that are Geelong fans, a lot of family 
so I get a lot of feedback on on Geelong's comings and goings and um, the, the biggest thing that they've seen is Joel Selwood really out in the middle apart from big moments he sort of played on a wing and half forward that sort of thing Atkins has come in they've, if you know Guthrie plays his style in there as well they've really changed that midfield and Dangerfield if you remember was out injured for a while there so they had to adapt through the midfield to not have guys like Dangerfield and Selwood carrying the team on their shoulders when t- times got tough. They can still do that. But Geelong's strength this year has been the collective rather than a few Hawkins, Dangerfield, Selwood. They've been doing it for you know close to 20 years, these blokes. They've got a more of a team-based approach now. And um, as we come to who's going to win this game, Geelong or Brisbane, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for Brisbane, but I think, Geelong too strong in the end. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think they've just they've been the best team all year as a, as a you know, through twenty three home and away rounds. MCG, the buy is a bit of a concern, but oh, I just get the feeling that they're a team that so intent on righting the wrongs of finals that have gone past. Dangerfield hasn't won a premiership exactly, and there's no Richmond to to stop them in their path. I mean, there's always going to be a team. It, it might be Collingwood. It might be Sydney. Yep. But I just. Just feel that there's a fair bit of steel amongst this group to, to okay, this is our big chance to, it might be their last chance to, to get that premiership that they've been knocking on the door for, for so long. And I'll tell you what, that prelim final last year here at Optus, I know there were some sick players against Melbourne. Yep. They were humiliated. They were there embarrassed. Now, whether that is that, in the back fact. of their minds, that they will certainly, oh, I think they're going to be too good for Brisbane. I'm hoping it's a cracker. So we both picked along. I really give Brisbane a big chance, though. It's not a, not a oh, I, hope, I hope they do well. I, I think that if it goes well for them, they could win the game. But I'll pick along, uh, and it's probably wrong, because I've, I've absolutely butchered my tips all year. Sydney v Collingwood, Saturday, 2.45pm at the SCG. Prelims are usually night game, night game, aren't they? Well, they're normally twilight. One of them's a twilight. I think because I suppose that the issue here is getting... Collingwood, albeit it's a one-hour flight from Sydney to Melbourne, oh back to, to... I'm just saying, that's, oh my God. that's just... And you know, let's let, let, hope let, they let, survive. But hang on, it is, it, is a twi- it is a twilight game, because it's 4.45 on the East Coast, so it's still a twilight game. Oh, sorry. Yep. Sorry. It's a two-hour difference, they're sorry. two hours ahead of us. I, I needed the sundial out, I was just trying to, trying to get the... So it is still going. a twilight game. Okay, okay, okay. For, but, for the East Coast, uh, so it leads okay. into 8 o'clock, so it's prime time, really. But still. let's, you know, you know let's let, uh, pour a little bit of liquor out for Collingwood getting on the one-hour flight from Sydney to <laughs> Melbourne. Um, it's the first prelim at the SCG since 1996, which was the game that Tiger Lockett... Kick the behind, I yeah, think, to, to get to, them into a GF, yeah, of which they lost the next week against North Melbourne. That's right, but so, uh, yeah, it's a little while ago, isn't oh, it? And it's interesting because the SCG, I don't think they play footy now at, uh, at Homebush uh, from memory. I don't think yeah, they I don't do. Think they do because um, even really, though we're banging capacity, on about it last I think we week. talked about forty-eight thousand is the capacity, which for a prelim final with 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 uh, Collingwood, it's uh, it's just it's a skinny number, isn't it, compared to what they could have got? Yeah, I suppose. Mind you, SCGs there are, and the Swans would love playing it at that ground, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, I heard a couple of reports during the week that Collingwood had um, uh, made their training oval the same size yep. as the SCG. Just so we know, that's not breaking news. Clubs do that during the year as well. Well, they've done it for twenty years. Yeah, that's not that's not um, new news. But, but I did get in the car and someone was reading it on the news as if it was this big deal. But <laughs> but like West Coast, for instance, we did that every week. Mate, Mick Malthouse did it back in yeah, the nineties. Okay, 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 perfect. So, but they, they would be, you know, that is a factor. You you, you can't. Go, oh, it's just a normal game, boys. Sticks at each end. It's a different size ground. Mm-hmm. It'll be a different environment. So uh, training during the week. You know, basically, we used to we used to put like um, the orange safety bunting up 
And so it really did feel like a smaller oval. So that'll change the way Collingwood plays. Collingwood isn't um, necessarily suited to a huge ground, although they've played a lot of good games at the MCG this year. I think the pressure they put in, put on in a smaller, confined area, that might help. That might help Collingwood. Yeah. Well, Collingwood, I mean, even Craig McRae, he basically conceded it was in part his fault they lost that match late in the season against the Swans by, I think it was 28 points, yep, um, so that was that was one that he's prepared to wear. Uh, but you look at what Collingwood have done for the bulk of this season. Oh, I think this this will be a, an absolute beauty. Cause I can't see Collingwood getting getting pumped. No, and I can't see Sydney um, obviously falling over at home. So oh, this this is the final of the weekend for me. If Collingwood win, it'll be the first time a team has gone from 17th the year prior to making the grand final ever. Never happened before. I don't think making the prelim from 17th has ever happened before either, given the size of the uh, competition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe 16th, yeah. but 17th. Um, That's, this is the AFL you're talking about, as yeah. opposed to the yeah, VFL. Correct, yeah, correct. Uh, no, I no, no, like, well, yeah, like... Well, I mentioned 1976 when I went from last to a grand final. Of course, that was VFL, and God knows how many teams are back then. There might have been 12 or 14, but yeah. So it's, it's a huge... Either way, it's been a great ride for Collingwood. Buddy Franklin was a non-factor last week. I think he probably um, is the sort of guy that's proven through his career that a, a, a low game isn't something that happens twice in a row. So I, I'd be expecting big things from him. Mentioned Papley earlier on in this show um, from Sydney side of things. And then uh, who stands up for Collingwood? Jack Inovan again? Well, he was outstanding, wasn't he? He had yeah. to be a, a, a genius to, to try and just work out that he was going to be the, the difference between the What do you got sides. for us this week? Um, well, put it this way. For, for Collingwood, I mean, Jordan Degoe is playing footy that is probably as good as he has for his career. That match against Fremantle, uh, 12 score yeah. involvements, 21 touches, a couple of goals, I think it was. If he, if he can get rolling again, oh, that's that's massive for the pie. So I'm going with the... Uh, the Bali Mexicola boy to, to do some the work. Bali Mexicola boy. <laughs> to do some good work at the SCG. And who to win? I'm tipping Sydney. They're just at that venue, they are just difficult. And, and I think Sydney, what they did in late in the season where they slowed Collingwood's ball movement, they'll definitely try and do that again. And they're just a bit more effective than Fremantle, I think, in that department. So I think you just think, I agree with you, I think Buddy probably gets off the chain a little bit. Yeah. Sydney to get through to play Geelong in the GF. They've been an incredible side, Sydney, for a long time. And you just think about um, not not bottoming, bottoming out. Like they, they might have had a little period before this successful one now where they weren't really challenging, but they've just been there all the time. They just consistently challenge for flags, like Geelong. So I think if it is a Geelong-Sydney final, which I'm tipping Sydney, so I think it will be, I think it's fitting. There have been sides that have been – they haven't won – um, a lot of premierships, but they've won premierships in this last 20 years, but they've always been there. And I think they both deserve a chance to go for the top. And I think Sydney will win, and that'll be the grand final. Absolutely. And while that's all happening, you'll be watching your best mates uh, say, may I kiss the bride? And, and away you go, you'll be sitting at a, at a wedding and just wondering what the hell happened in the biggest game of the year. I've actually forgotten about that. Just, to, <laughs> just, just imagine, just imagine what's going to go on at the reception of this fucking wedding. There's going to be KO screens underneath napkins. There's going to, you think, oh, speech, what's going on up here? Oh, yeah, yes, yes, oh, yeah, 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 all the best, father of the no, bride. Well, you're lucky, you're lucky, that's, I'm assuming that's a, an evening affair. So yes. it might be the gap between the, the nuptials. Or it could, or it could be the <laughs> wedding, the ceremony. Uh, and I'll be up the front as groomsman with a little <laughs> pocket of, uh, of light coming out my face. Uh, very good, very, very good. There 
there we go. Sydney and Geelong through to the grand final. Shelter footy cast, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. It's time for this, the Liquor Baron's question of the week. Maddie from the Rose Hill uh, Hotel down in Bunbury. Um, and thanks to Liquor Barons, we're throwing out uh, to some of the guys out at Liquor Barons throughout the state for questions to Skeeter and I. I spoke to Matt earlier this week. Let's see what question he's got for us. Yes, that's right. It's time for the Liquor Barons question of the week here on the Shelter Footycast. Today we've got Maddie down at the Rose Hotel in Bunbury, uh, where they always look after the locals and the best place to get your shelter beer. G'day, Matt. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Now, first things first, which shelter beer is your favourite at the moment? Do you have one? Uh, favourite would just be the Parlour. Nice, easy drinking. Plain so, Jane. Bit boring, yep. Matty, but that's how I operate too, mate, so that's all right. Awesome. Very good. And what about the question of the week? The Liquor Baron's question of the week. What have you got for me? Uh, that would be, who would win out of the 2006 Eagles Premiership side versus the 2018 Premiership side. All right, I'm going to give you my answer, but I want you to come back at me and you tell me who you think. Um, uh, of course, it's the 2018 Grand Final side. I mean, 2018 Premiership side. There's no question about it. I'll go through the lines for you. In the midfield, Cox... He'd get double teamed and tag teamed by the Lysett Vardy combination that took down Grundy and Gorn back to back weeks uh, for the West Coast Eagles 2018. Then the midfield, okay. Judd, Cousins, Kerr, a couple of Brownlow medals, that's okay. Um, we had Shuey, Yo, Redden, some Best and Ferris, some, you know, a little Norm Smith medal in there as well. M- maybe 06 has the wood over us a little bit there. The back line, yeah. I think we get it done. Barras, McGovern, Schofield, V. Glass, okay, captain of the footy club, but Barras is a future captain. McGovern's a 10-time All-Australian and Schofield does what he does versus Glass, Hunter, Banfield. I don't know, lacking a bit of pace, the 2006 boys, and a bit of height, a bit of intercept marking. I think we get it done there. And then the forwards, this is where we really take over. Hanson and Lynchy, well, not anymore, Quinton, that's right, with the big glove he used to throw it into the air. Well, we had Josh Kennedy, the greatest ever eagle to play the game, and Mark Lacra, the Frenchman, his sidekick. 2006, get done by 2018, by about three goals, I think, in the end. It's topped off by the two taggers. Rowan Jones, the role player for 2006, V, Mark Hutchings, who took down Steel Sidebottom in the game. Hutchings goes to Judd. No more Judd. No more Eagles. 2018 wins. What do you reckon, Matt? Yeah, so a few tickets on yourself there, but not too bad. <laughs> um, no, I think clear as day, 06, midfield's got it covered. Yes, tick. And I also think clear as day, 18 forward line's got it covered. Yes, so it comes to the back line. It comes to the back line, as always. Yes. Um, oh, man. I don't know. It's just whether there's better matchups between, I don't know, Banfield. Did you ever mention him then? Yes, Banfield. Banfield, who's he go to? Banfield goes to Lacroix, does he? Yep. And I think Wirrapunda yes. could almost shut down whether it's um, Rioli or if it was Lacroix, I reckon the toughness of him would close one of them down easily. That'd be lucky. It'd be lucky for Weir to stay on the park. He'd do a hammy or a calf or both. He used to go, go down with soft tissues every day of the week. He might be a bit slower, but I reckon if he had a chance to line someone up, it'd be game over for them. Okay, very good. Well, I think the 2018 gets it done. I th- you think 2006 gets it done. Maybe we go for a I'll draw, do. Matt. How's that sound? It'll be a bloody good game. All right, Matt, uh, thanks very much. Liquor Baron's question of the week from the Rose Hotel. All the best. Hopefully uh, business is going well for you down there, mate. Is uh, You got some people coming through the doors? Yeah, always, mate. Very popular down here and um, love to have people coming in. Very good, Matty. Thanks for uh, joining us, mate. We'll speak to you another time. Uh, cheers.
There we go. Matt from the Rose Hill Hotel down at Bunbury, Liquor Barons. Question of the week, Skeeter, 2018 v 2006. Yeah, well, it's, I'm not going to go through two and a half minutes of Puparama like you did. It's uh, pretty simple. 206 gets the job done. Pretty simple, you reckon? Well, it's just, you want my call, I'm give, give it to you eloquently, succinctly, and without running through line by line, uh, player by player, I think they're a better side. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, Shelter Footy Cast. We've got a question coming up after this. You absolute <laughs> idiot. PTI, one question only this yep. week. Skeeter's got to get off to a, one of his thousand jobs he's <laughs> off, off to do. More invoices. Yeah, He'll be out of Exmouth soon as well. <laughs> Play, <laughs> players shouldn't be able to nominate a specific club during trade period. Contracted or contra- non-contracted? What do you think? Well, the, the player, the person that instigated this style, the, the forerunner, the pioneer... Is West Coast Eagle, and his name was Chris Judd, oh, and sorry. he actually went across and left for the West Coast Eagles, and he interviewed the clubs that he wanted That's to right. go to. It was this. Carlton, it was Essendon, it was Collingwood. He wasn't going to some no-name club like the Western Bulldogs. You knew that, <laughs> or you know North yeah. Melbourne. He was never going to a sort of him and Beck That's were right. just going to saunter into uh, the Witten Oval and say good day. They were always heading towards the uh, the salubrious part of the the AFL in terms of uh, clubland. So. That's where it started, and uh, I think now it's probably rampant across the competition, the nomination of clubs and where you want to go. Um, Um, Do I agree with it? Um, From a player's perspective, it gives them that extra element of power, but if you are a club, you need to obviously hopefully get some goodwill in this process as well. I think the clubs are actually starting to fight back a little bit. There was a, there was a period there, a transition period with the actual free agency rules um, around uh, restricted free agents or, and fully free agents um, that there was a bit of uns- unsureness and so players were kind of doing what they want. Pl- I think clubs are starting to fight back a little bit and um, maybe using Peter Bell example with Lobb saying, well, if you're contracted, we're not trading you. It doesn't matter where you want to go. I, I don't personally like it. Not that I never had the opportunity to go to another club. Um, I, I, I did. And, and it's not about the one club thing. But I just don't love the, okay, I'm going to the Western Bulldogs. As a club, I'm usually pro-player on most issues. But as a club, you've put in the time, you've drafted them, you've put in the time, the effort, the money, the you know resources behind developing a player. And for them to then want to leave, that that's enough to to put you in a bad position, let alone say, well, you can't deal with anyone else other than the Western Bulldogs. As a club, if you want to leave, great. I'm not great, but okay, that's how it's going to go. We're going to go to the 17 other clubs and try to get the best deal for our club. That, that, that's how it should be. And the players should be able to leave. Absolutely. They, that's great. Free agency is great. But it shouldn't be, I want to go here and I'm not going anywhere else. Yeah, as you say, if you want to go to Victoria, <coughs> in, in a case of, you know, pick Rory Lobb as an example. Yes. If he's got a year ago in his contract and the Dockers can't do the right deal for them and they can get a great deal done with North or yep. or the Bull, uh, another club. You want a better deal? See you later. There yeah, you go. yeah, but you're still going to the, yep. the the destination you want. So why, yeah, there has to be um, a bit of both give and take in, in this process. It, it, it looks like, though, you know, player managers have a lot to do with this in terms of nominating clubs because they're the ones wheeling and dealing behind the scenes early days. You know, they're speaking to other clubs. They're speaking to the clubs of origin. Uh, they know where all the pieces lie, whereas I think footy clubs are probably focused for the most part during the season on what they're doing, and then they move their, shift their focus, whereas managers 
They're worried about their players only. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. We'll cover the trade period. Uh, Brownlow medal, Neil will win apparently. I think Brayshaw will win. Maybe, who knows. Uh, it'll be good. Uh, just as a little teaser, if you are listening still, Backchat, I believe, will be covering the Brownlow medal live from Backchat Studios. Tuxedos. Here. Right here. Mark Reddings. You're invited if you want to come down in your tuxedo, mate. You want to be good because you and I on TV uh, up until about 5 o'clock. So 5, o'clock be... <laughs> 5 o'clock in the car, straight here, live on YouTube. Just a little teaser there. That's it. Done and dusted. Shelter footy cast all over. You got anything to finish us off with, Scoot? No, nah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the winners go through to the big one. And uh, can you believe it? Brownlow, grand final week. It's uh, only a few days away and we're pretty excited. Can't wait. 